Hello, Food Businesses. My name is Gabby, and I'm the Student Success Coordinator here at Food Business and Retail Ready. I help with behind-the-scenes logistics and get to work with our fearless leader, Ali Ball. At the time that we're re-airing this episode, we're less than a month away from the fourth quarter. Ali and I thought it would be a great time to re-air a series that Ali reported in the beginning of 2021's fourth quarter. Ali, do you think anything's changed about what you said in your episode from last year? You know, Gabby, it was really interesting and, and quite fun to go back and listen to it and to see how much of it still feels true and how some of the potential challenges that I predicted in last year's episode, like how staffing in the service industry was going to get harder and harder. Unfortunately, those some of those predictions came true. So regarding what changed since last year's recording, I'll say that the trend of the ups and downs of retail has certainly continued, making it potentially even harder for wholesale buyers to interpret sales trends from last year, harder to hire staff for this year, and more challenging to, frankly, like get ahead of the ball this season. So all that being said, it's even more important for our listeners to be organized and accommodating when they're negotiating with retailers this season, knowing that those buyers have so much on their plates this year. Yeah. I mean, we talk a little bit about this in a later episode of, the, of this mini series, but all of that is just such information to keep in such good information to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. I know we've been talking about this and it feels like the industry is definitely talking about this a lot, but the potential for a recession. I mean, do you have any specific thoughts on if anything in that specific regard has changed? Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. And I'll say this, and you know this, we have seen, (laughs) right. We've seen retail ready students continue to have success despite all the talks of an economic downturn. Like, you know, just last month, we saw all those wins in our student group. So brands landing new accounts, getting reorders, getting fulfilling the biggest POs yet in their business. Gabby, do you remember one of our students last month had literally had a target buyer reach out to her? Do you remember that win? Yeah, I think I remember that one. Then like, even on top of that, people talking about like doubling the number of accounts that they're in, or just like having incredible success with like the buyers of the stores coming back to them being like within like a few days being like, okay, hey, like we're going to have to like put in a reorder already because we're already like selling all of this. Totally, totally. And so Gabby, you know, many, many of our retail ready students, if not the majority of them feel like their products are at the top end of their category in terms of price, right? And I think this is really important for us to, to say in the intro here, for two reasons. First, to remind our listeners that yes, high-end, more expensive, you know, quote unquote expensive <laughs> products are still moving off the shelves. And number two, to give a little bit of reassurance that I think that we're still going to have a fruitful, successful holiday season. So people, you know, I think about it like this, people love giving food and food related items as gifts. And often they can seem like a more accessible splurge, right? That like maybe that $9 chocolate bar seems like a great gift this year, or that $40 panettone is really the thing they're spending money on this season. So I I believe that with some planning and intention, I predict our listeners can come out ahead this season. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because like I I know personally, even for me, like I'm a foodie, like so many of my friends are like just definite foodies and they're they're just people who enjoy like having really good quality products or jams or things to go, you know, on their charcuterie boards or Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So remembering that there are still people who are 
you know, splurging or investing for the holidays, like in those really amazing high quality products. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it, 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 you can hear it in my voice. It makes me happy because it reassures us that, uh, again, just with some intention, we can set the stage for success this season. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm so excited for everyone to listen into this episode (laughs) and hear all that Ali has to say. So we'll see you on the other side. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. Okay, my whizzes, this first episode in our four-part mini-series is all about setting expectations on what you need to know from that wholesale buyer's perspective during the months of October through December and how that impacts your actions as a food founder. Now, if you have been following me for a while, you you know exactly what I'm going to say here, but bear with me. It is worth repeating. I find that sometimes we need to hear these messages over and over again before they sink in. So let's break it down month by month. So first up, October, gosh, quickly approaching us. It is officially start to the fourth quarter and buyers are starting to feel that foreboding of the upcoming holiday season. Gosh, I mean, if you are listening from Canada, October is already Thanksgiving month. So this timeline is even more accelerated. I do want to note here before we really get into this episode that when I say buyer, I am specifically talking about your wholesale buyers. I am not talking about the shoppers who are purchasing your product in the store. We're really talking about the mindset, the brains of that wholesale buyer in this episode. So buyers are focused on pulling sales reports from last year, analyzing those numbers and ensuring that they are setting their ordering pars for their teams. They're making sure that everyone below them has a solid plan that they can execute on, ensuring that the store orders exactly the right amount of product without running out or having too much spoilage after the holidays. It's a delicate balance here. So for example, when I was head of grocery at Byrite, my job was to pull sales reports from the previous year, look at how our sales were trending this year, and then project how much we were going to sell this upcoming holiday season. It is stressful because there is a lot on the line, especially when you're dealing with perishable product and such high volume of sales. So I remember, gosh, I remember agonizing over these numbers pre-Thanksgiving, knowing how much was at stake. So let's use an example of pumpkin pies. (laughs) Let's take pumpkin pies into consideration. We would sell hundreds of pumpkin pies each year during the week of Thanksgiving. And Pumpkin pies have only a few days of shelf life. Plus, frankly, no one really wants to buy a pie much after Thanksgiving. So it is quite the mathematical puzzle. 
I mean, how many pies would I need each day, Sunday through Wednesday, before Thanksgiving in order to have just enough, but not so much excess after the holiday that I have a bunch of spoilage, which obviously leads to financial loss and wasted food. So let's keep going with this example. Let's say we sold 500 pies in those five days leading up to Thanksgiving. I think that's a gross underestimate, but we're keeping it simple for math on the podcast. Let's say we sold 500 pies in those five days. And I estimate estimated that we were going to do a 10% increase over last year. That means I'm ordering 50 extra pies this time around. And if my projection isn't right, let's say our sales stay flat, that is 50 pumpkin pies to put on sale and deal with on Black Friday. I mean, that is a lot of pies to be sitting in back stock and crossing our fingers and hoping they move, even if we're selling them at a loss because we're putting them on sale. So in October, buyers are making plans. They're running numbers. They're putting their heads down, looking at those projections and finalizing the last of their holiday pre-orders and their order pars for the coming holiday season. They are starting to feel the stress. So then we get to November, which is officially Thanksgiving month here in the U.S. We are in it, gosh, buyers are working more floor shifts. They are making big holiday display changes and re-merchandising things. You know, that end cap on, you know, the end cap at the end of the aisle there is now filled with stuffing and cans of cranberry sauce, right? That buyer spent a lot of energy planning and re-merchandising that section, possibly even pulling overnight shifts to do it while the store is closed and shoppers aren't around. I mean, gosh, I remember those night shifts, those overnight shifts. They were rough, especially when you were already in a stressful season. Buyers are trying to fill up their demo calendars in November for the rest of the year, and they're desperately trying to hire seasonal help to help them get them through the holidays. Once hired, buyers are training that seasonal help, hoping to get folks up to speed as quickly as possible and hoping that their veteran staff and their newbies don't fall ill during this season. I mean, I think we are going to see, my prediction is that we're going to see even more stress around staffing this year. I mean, service industry positions are harder and harder to fill nowadays. So come November, all bets are off in terms of connecting with buyers. They're totally heads down in ensuring that they are going to run a smooth holiday season and they're fully focused on product, on staff, and on sales. Okay, so finally, finally we get to December and buyers are potentially starting to feel a tiny bit of relief as they've they've made it through the biggest holidays of the year, the biggest of the holidays, right? Thanksgiving. But there's always a but, they quickly turn their eyes towards Hanukkah, towards Christmas, and towards New Year's, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So obviously, depending on where you live, what country you're listening from, and what sort of store that buyer works for, they will have different priorities. But in general, here in North America, across the US, those are the big four, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. This year, Hanukkah starts the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so there won't be much of a rest for those busy buyers. 
So December's focus remains similar. Product, PARs, staffing, merchandising, and sales numbers. They just go through the remainder of the year. They've got to get through the remainder of the year, those, those final weeks before there's a bit of a break. So not to get ahead of ourselves, but then January rolls around and typically buyers head to Fancy Food Show here in San Francisco, and perhaps they tack on the good food mercantile. At the time of this recording, I have no idea whether or not those in-person trade shows will happen in 2022. If they do, it's going to be big. So regardless, that buyer makes it to the new year and finally comes up for air and is ready to start considering new product for their shelves. They're ready to perform category reviews again and jump into annual planning for the year ahead. So all that being said, what's the takeaway here? It is that come October 1st, that buyer is busy. Their brains are occupied with the holidays. They are stressed and it is not the best time of year to reach out, to ask for favors, to pitch your products for their shelves, unless you are specifically holiday related or come off as a high maintenance vendor. We don't want to do that in the fourth quarter. We want to respect the rhythm of retail. What does that mean for you, our listeners? Well, it means that you now have a little bit of insider info on what that buyer is thinking, why they're ignoring your emails, and how to shift your behavior over the next few months. From here, we are going to be back next week with part two of our mini series on where I'm going to walk you through your last chance pitch process to try to get you on a few more shelves this year. So if you are eager to increase your wholesale accounts in 2021, you don't want to miss this episode next week. Otherwise it's going to start to feel too late. So if this episode is helpful for you, please share it, share it as we kick off season 10. So I would love if you tag me on Instagram in your IG stories, I'm at it's Allie ball as well as another food founder who needs to know this fourth quarter info. I will give you a follow right back and I'm going to cheer you on as you grow your brand. Okay, my whizzes, that is it for today. As always, come and join us inside of our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group where we are continuing the conversation. I would love to know how this episode landed with you and what aha moments you had as I shared the brains of the buyer. So find your invite directly here in the show notes. I'll see you right back here next week for episode 112, which is show number two of four of our fourth quarter focus mini series. Episode 112 is going to be all about that last chance pitch and we'll help you land on some more shelves before we officially get into the holiday season. I'll see you next week. This episode is sponsored by Retail Ready, our online course, coaching, and community for emerging food brands who are looking to grow your wholesale business. I've been teaching Retail Ready for over six years, and as of last year, we had over 1,000 brands go through our program. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live coaching calls with me and Charlie, our VP of Student Success, and nearly 24-7 access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts, whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. 
I would love to see you join us when the course opens again. So jump on the waitlist to be the first to know when, when we welcome in new students. You can find that waitlist in today's show notes or at foodbizwiz.com under the heading Retail Ready. All right, that wraps us up for today's first episode of our fourth quarter focus mini series. Thanks for joining us for this year. Remember to join us in our community group on Facebook to connect around food CPG conversations. See you next week for part two of four of this mini series on making your final pitches before the fourth quarter count. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.